Blog Talk Radio. Wake up, everybody. It's time to get squared away with Navy SEAL Radio. I'm your host, David Rutherford. As a behavioral training expert, top motivational speaker, author, and performance coach, it's my mission in life to help you defeat the negative insurgency in your life. So get fired up to use Frog Logic, the Navy SEAL training program, to help you succeed in any environment imaginable. Booyah! All right. You are super fired up, super fired up, super fired up. Because I know I am, man. I'm back in the seat at Navy SEAL Radio. I, I'm I'm feeling better than ever. I tell you what, I it's just like I've got this energy pulsing through me right now. That can be that's that's difficult to even be contained, man, man. This is going to be an insane show today. Because I'll tell you why. Because I want you to think about. I want you to think about all the awesome stuff that's going on in your life. I want you to think about all the stuff. You know, I mean, we got Christmas coming up. We, you know, we got all these amazing things, these holiday parties. People are in good moods. Hell, Star Wars just opened. Man, I know people are fired up. It's just, it's flowing through just the, the, the fabric of our of our country right now. You know, I think people are, are, are just motivated. Yeah. There's a little nervousness out there, but you know, when isn't there, but I think overall, I think life is pretty good for America right now. I think life is pretty awesome, but here's the deal. In case you've forgotten, there are a ton of vets that are still struggling out there. And as we move into these, this holiday season, I hope you're not forgetting those people. My brothers and sisters out there that are struggling, man. Because I'll tell you what, the pain of combat, it doesn't leave the heart. Right? It doesn't leave that soul, that mind. Granted, I'll tell you what, with, with, with the right programs, it can help. But we still are facing 22 veteran suicides a day. I mean, that's madness in my mind. That's, that's unacceptable. And the fact that the country hasn't risen up. Or, or or whomever getting behind this, you, I mean, are you, what are you doing? Are you out there supporting a great charity? And granted, listen, I know there are about 45,000 vets charities out there that are providing some kind of service, but very few of them meet the gold standard. The gold standard is, is 70 cents on the dollar goes to the vet directly, Right? Providing a service that actually helps them get the the the, the, hurt, the the help they need to process through those gates of ch- those challenging gates, those emotional gates, those psychological gates, to where they can get to a place where they reduce their PTS or they reduce their TBI by a dramatic percentage, so they can begin functioning as you function right now, as you function in the in the in the the beauty of your life and the holidays, man, there are vets right now that are thinking about suck starting their Glocks. And that's on set in my mind. That's just something that we can't have, man. So it's it's critical that we all understand that we need to get out there and begin looking to some veterans organizations that are supporting vets, man. Right? We need vets to support vets. And that's what today's show is all about. I'm telling you. Today's show is all about, and that's why I keep doing what I'm doing today. That's why my service continues and why I spread Frog Logic or Navy SEAL motivational training out there. That's why I work for five different charities. That's why I help vets when they need help. It's because I know I need to help my brothers and sisters who are struggling because I was struggling. I went through a hell of a time. And it was my brothers. That got me through, and I'm going to actually have one of those brothers on today. But before I get into that, I want to announce a big announcement for everybody. Uh, I did. I don't. I didn't announce it. Uh, I don't think the other week, but uh, I am getting ready to open up my motivational seminars to the public. Fired up! Ah, ah, run, 
Right, right. That's right. After incredible pressure from all my fans and people out there following me on YouTube and Facebook and, and Instagram and on this show, Navy SEAL Radio, I'm finally starting public events. So on January 16th, January 16th of the brand new part of the year, I am offering a eight-hour live motivational training seminar. That's eight hours with me. You're going to get all five Frog Logic talks. I'm going to introduce you and teach you how to embrace your fear, forge your self-confidence, live a team life, and I'm going to finally teach you how to live with purpose in your life because I've got purpose that drives me every single day. And a big part of that purpose, I'll tell you, is to help vets. And that's what today's show is all about today. We're going to talk to some incredible veterans out there that are doing amazing things, right? Where my, my special guests today are going to be uh, the COO and, and Marine Lex McMahon from Titan FC. Uh, we're going to have on my buddies, uh, Navy SEALs, Joe Mastrangelo, who runs the Veteran Sailing Association. And another good close friend of mine, uh, Navy SEAL and Purple Heart recipient, John Beltran, are going to be on the show. And I'm telling you what, to have guests like this on the show is going to be, it's just an honor because these men, these men are out there helping each other, helping veterans in ways that, you know, that has to happen. Because one of the biggest challenges we face, right, is the stigmatism that we place upon ourselves. That's right. You heard me correctly. The stigmatism we place upon ourselves because we're so afraid that people might think we're, we're not strong. We're so afraid that people might think we're, not, we're no longer combat effective, that we're broken, that we're damaged goods. And that's just not the case, ladies and gentlemen. We're not broken. We're not damaged goods. We're not combat effective. We just are struggling at the moment. And if we had the right help from the right people, in particular, squared away vets to help us process that stigmatism, to overcome the hurdle, then we could start getting the true help we need. And that's what today's show is all about. I'm telling you, I'm super, I can't even tell you how fired up I am for this. Um, you know, some of the things that I, I just, you know, I, I, I get calls from, from organizations and charities all the time wanting me to participate and to support them. And, and I'll tell you what, it, it's not easy. It's not easy because it's very difficult to find those charities, those veterans organizations that are meeting that gold standard. And that's a key for all of you. If you want to get out there, because I'm always asked, hey, Root, how do I get out there and support a charity? Which, which one do I look for? And I said, hey, there's a ton of them. My suggestion is you find one that's local, that's supported locally, because those are the best ones, right? Because there's an emotional attachment. And then the, the, make sure that their financials are available to everybody and they're open about it, right? They don't have them from 2006, and that's the last time they're up. You know, they're, they're every year they're open and they're honest. And the fact is that 70 cents or better is going to the veteran themselves and, 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 and making sure that their experience, whatever it may be, and whatever gate, whatever level of the process they're going through, is exceptional, and that's how you decide on 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 picking a charity. Now, listen, I, I don't mean to come out with all you guys and and say, hey, because I I love my fans, I love you guys who listen, I love all the teammates I have at Team Frog Logic. All of you have been, you know, uh, loyal listeners and followers. Man, I, I love you, and 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 the fact that your support has helped me helps me on a daily basis. And and I don't mean to you know rain on your Saturday, but what I am I want you to do is realize we need your help, and I'm asking you right now. I'm literally putting the challenge to you over the holidays, right? Reach out, figure out a veterans charity that you can help, right? Or even maybe just a vet you know that's struggling, because we all know somebody that served. And I don't care if it's from Vietnam or Korea. I don't care if it's from First Desert Storm. And most particularly, it'd be awesome if it was from the War on Terror in the last 15 years. Because we've had a lot of people participate, and they need help. And they need your help. So please, you know, get out there and, 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 and show your support and find a vet you can help. Now, one of the radical things that I, I 
I, I like to do is as I'm combing through or, you know, or I, I you know, I, I make these introductions with uh, just tons of people. I meet thousands of people every year as a, as a, as a motivational speaker, all this, but, but it's not often where you meet a human being that is so powerful and so transformative in your life that it just, it shakes you to your core and makes you a better person. So today, what I want to do is I want to, my first guest, I want to welcome onto the show, and this is one of those people who has literally transformed my life, who has made me a better man, who has helped me in so many ways. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Mr. Lex McMahon to the show. There, you there, Lex? I'm here, Rob. What's going on, brother? That's a pretty good introduction. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I like to please, man. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me on, partner. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, for all you guys who I, I've had Lex on the show a bunch of times, he's the chief operating officer for Titan FC, a wonderful uh, MMA fighting championship uh, uh, organization. And, you know, the guy's amazing. He's a former Marine. I shouldn't say former, should I? Sorry, buddy. He's a no, Marine. No. Once and always, my friend. Once, Once and always. And always. Uh, and, and the greatest part about this guy, and, and my, my, I call him the Great White Buffalo, but the greatest part about this, his sheer size is the size of his heart. And so, you know, Lex, it, it's just a privilege to have you on, buddy. So one of the things I just want to get started is, you know, can you tell people out there, um, you know, about your service a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, as you mentioned, I'm a Marine and uh, really proud of that service. Uh, definitely was the formative uh, kind of watershed moment in my life into becoming a man. Um, I had the opportunity to deploy to Somalia uh, twice uh, during what we call the unpleasantness of the early 90s in uh, <laughs> support of Operation uh, Restore Hope and Operation Continue Hope. I uh, was there almost <clears throat> a year and a half, so for most of the deployment, um, you know, that really, I think that experience really changed me uh, for the better. You know, I, don't, I think that that's the great thing about service in the military is, you know, you, you, you're put into adverse circumstance many times for the first time in your, your young life, and you learn that you're able to respond to so much more than you thought capable of. And, Amen. you know, service in a third world country during, you know, very difficult, you know, combat environments, it is not an easy situation, and I definitely learned that I was capable of a great deal more than I ever could have imagined. And that's the the beauty of it, right? And it's a derivative of those other men that were around you, right? Without question, without question. You know, it's it's great. You know, during you know the time that I was in in the, the early nineties, you know, we didn't have social media, we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have this way of instantly you know communicating. But what's been cool is we've been I've been able to, you know, reconnect with these guys over the years with the advent of social media. And, you know, we have never missed a beat because that band of brotherhood, you know, was so it was forged and was so strong through everything that we endured together, uh, and, and, and the great laughs we had and, you know, the the tough times and um but it's 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 really neat to be able to, to connect with them, but know that you never miss a beat because it's just that brotherhood is so strong. Well, I, I tell you what, what, what's interesting in my mind is is as how we evolve, right, and, and what happens in our lives once we leave that service. I mean, it's really, you know, one of the coolest things that I always used to ask guys when I was contracting or when I I'd run into guys that have gotten out. I was like, you know, what's your plan? What's your dream? What are you gonna do? And you represent one of the guy, you know, a, a vet out there that's really done some amazing things with your life. Can you can you explain to people how you go from a Marine in Somalia to running one of the top MMA organizations in in the world? How, how does that happen? Well, you know, I, I think it actually started in Somalia. I mean, I remember sitting in a, a fighting hole uh, in Mogadishu. Um, having not bathed in about a month, uh, you know, eating one MRE a, a day, uh, you know, having one liter of water in 115-degree heat, 
that you know you could either drink or or, or bathe with, and you know you certainly didn't want to waste it on on bathing if that was all you had to drink. <laughs> um, you know, getting shot at on a pretty routine basis and making twelve grand a year. You know, that's that's what I was making it you know, as a young lance corporal, and I never saying to myself that while this is amazing, I feel like there's more and I need to challenge myself. So at that point, I promised myself an education and, um, you know, went out, got out of the military uh, off of active duty and went to university, finished up in about three years uh, because I felt like I needed to make up a little bit of time, went to law school, uh, got that done, worked at a firm for a few years, and uh, realized, and got, that realized that that wasn't my calling to be an attorney, uh, that there was, you know, something on the business side I was going to do. So I, I got into a startup company, um, which, you know, was a dietary supplement product, and we took it from concept all the way through clinical trials to having distribution in over 6,000 stores wow. throughout North America. And then I sold uh, my stake in the company to my partner and said, okay, great. I, I've got, and during the course of this, I went and got my MBA because I realized I didn't know anything about business. <laughs> so, you know, I, <laughs> I augmented my my practical experiences with an actual, um, you know, the academic training necessary to succeed. Um, so I sat down and I said, you know, how am I going to leverage all of these assets, all these assets? You know, I've got uh, great academic uh, training in, in the form of an MBA and a law degree. Not a lot of people have that. Um, you know, I, I have been an entrepreneur, been in the military. You know, what field can I leverage all these things to best effect? And, and venture capital made a lot of sense. So I, I got involved in venture capital, and, you know, we invested in companies, primarily uh, inter- international technology companies, email encryption, uh, those sorts of things, but, you know, all over the world. I lived in the Netherlands for six months, over in Singapore, wow. you know, got to travel a ton. And one of, the, one of the companies we did some due diligence on and ultimately invested in was an armor company. And they, and as we were doing the transition, the, uh, the board of directors asked me to come on and, and run the company. And uh, I did that. This was, you know, I want to say maybe 2000. Seven, eight, two thousand eight-ish. So the Iraq War was going strong, and the company, you know, had done about thirty million in revenue, and you know they were looking to make make the next step. So I, you know, I joined the team uh, for about a, a year, and that was a great experience. So I was able to leverage kind of all of my background, um, which was awesome. And then, then, you know, the financial markets crashed. Things changed quite a bit, and I was trying to figure out what my next step was because here I had gone from, you know, having a ton of success and you know, at the time the markets crashed, I think we had like 30 deals in the pipeline with the venture company and overnight those deals were all gone and I was oh, wow. invested in it and, and literally lost everything, you know, financially and said, all right, well, you know, time to tighten up and, and figure it out. So at night I was, and I didn't tell this story to many people for a very long time because I was embarrassed by it, but then I realized that it was a a great lesson in in who you are as a person. I was uh, bouncing at a bar at night. Here I am with this amazing education, this tremendous background in work, and I I was bouncing at a bar at night. And then during the day I was, you know, looking for the next opportunity. And, you know, it kind of just – Evolved. I was, you know, had this opportunity to. Um, my my father had been in the entertainment industry, and he was a, you know, more than anything, he was a legendary marine. You know, that was our, our great relationship. Zephyr Fine. Uh, that's right. That's right. But I negotiated while during this period. I negotiated some contracts for him to appear in some commercials, and one of those commercials um, ended up introducing to me to my current business partners, and. It was from there that, you know, kind of this journey into mixed martial arts began. And, and first it was, you know, me and, and, and my partner Jeff, and, and who's also now my partner, MC Hammer. 
you know, on the set of this commercial talking about MMA. And then, you know, the next thing we started going to fights. And then the next thing I was like, you know, I looked at the industry and I said, man, I think there's a real opportunity here. We started an agency and uh, started representing athletes and, you know, represented 40 of the top athletes in, wow. in the UFC. And then, then from there, you know, started doing, you know, I had the opportunity to, um, my partner acquired uh, a company called Titan, which is I had, I'm now running. And he said, listen, I want you to get involved. I said, great. And the first thing we did was do a deal at CBS. And then the next thing from there, we, you know, did a landmark deal with the UFC. So it's been quite a ride and uh, an amazing experience. Well, one of, one of the things that just blows me away about you, Lex, and every time I hear that story, I'm, I'm moved. Because I, I know there's a lot of vets out there that possibly are just getting out or have just recently gotten out or even have gotten out a little bit or struggling, you know, to find themselves in their past. And, and what I love about it is, is you know, you came from this place where you were literally in Somalia and then, you know, 20 years later you're running, you know, a a, a, a giant MMA fight company and, and – you know, you're you're out there making an impact on people's lives on a regular basis, and that that to me says a lot about what the transition can be. But I also love how you say the transition is challenging and was for you. Um, you know, when you when you made that transition from active into school, and then from school into your first work, and then the work that failed, and you know, what do you what is the things that you tap into during those you know, those, those heavy transitions, what do you, what do you look towards? You know, Ronnie, I, mean, I, I think that uh, you touched on one of the, the big issues that I've dealt with personally and have seen, you know, our community deal with at large is, you know, that transition from being on active du- duty, being part of the, you know, the brotherhood. When, we, when I first got out, I felt lost, to be honest. You know, I knew I had all this potential. I had a plan, you know, to go get this great education. Um, but I felt myself missing something. And, you know, it, it it dawned on me one day that it really was that that sense of brotherhood. And I, and I, and I told myself that, you know, <clears throat> if I wasn't on active duty, then I was going to still serve. And the way that I was going to serve was I was going to support my brothers and sisters Ooh, yeah. who, who were serving on active duty. And, and so, you know, the military and the, and the veteran community have been my philanthropic passion, and that's how I've given back over the years. But, you know, it, I don't think it's uncommon for people to struggle as they transition. And, you know, me personally, what I tapped into was, you know, a lot of the traits that I learned, you know, the the, the, the discipline, the the, the courage, the integrity, all of those things, you know, but I think at the end of the day, what I learned that, and I applied the most was just being honest with myself, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you get stripped down to the barest place, to the lowest low when you're, you know, going through your initial boot camp and then you're, you know, the various schools you go to, then, you know, then it really gets hard when you get into you know, the, the fleet, and then, you know, you're, you're downrange, you know, and that's when it really gets tough, and you really find out what you're made of, and, and those are those moments, those, those very raw, difficult times when, if you're honest with yourself, you learn a lot about yourself, and, and, and so I applied that lesson to my journey as I went through, and, you know, sometimes you, you, you get lost in the moment, and I'd catch myself, and I'd step back, and I'd say, what are you not doing to facilitate what your goal is? Cool. And, you know, and that's a process. And that's something that even though I've been doing that, I've been doing it pretty well, you know, over the years, I think I still struggle with it. And that's been one of the great things, you know, our relationship has helped me to even refine that and, and, and focus in on it even more. Um, and I, I think that that's the one takeaway I can provide to to your listeners is don't forget what it's like to be truly honest with yourself. Because if you can do that, everything else will fall in the line. Because otherwise, 
you'll, you'll never get to the essence of what your problem is. You'll never get to the essence of, of how to make changes and, and implement a plan because you'll be operating off of a, a, a false pretense. So how could you ever become successful if you're not operating from ground truth? Man, I love that. That that's that's got to be one of the coolest answers I've ever heard, you know. And and I hear a lot of people and and their descriptions of, of 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 the transition and what you tap into. And you know, you you talked about the camaraderie, you talked about the 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 you know the things you learned on how to plan and all that. But it's that raw truth of who you are and what you want. And 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 sometimes you know we're in that position where we don't know and we need help. And and what's 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 great is that there are guys like you that are out there that are helping. So why don't you tell our listeners right now, how are you and how is Titan FC helping veterans out there to find their next mission in life? Yeah, I mean, and thanks for that question, Russ. I um, personally, you know, as I mentioned, I, I've been – I made it my personal calling to, to support the military and all my philanthropic endeavors. And, you know, that's the great thing about, I think, you know, the American society is, is we want to help. And, you know, our culture is, is I think, predicated in many, in many sense about helping one another. For me, sure is. I, I really honed in. I took that and I, and I honed in and I said, I want to help the people like me. I want to help my brothers and sisters because I've, I've, I've never had more respect for any group of people than for the people who serve our nation and they do it for not a lot of money and they, and, and they do it because of a belief more than anything else in, in our country and what it stands for. So I, I, I've always felt that they deserve our support. So, you know, it started from really simple things, just sending packages, you know, or even more simple than that, just walk, making sure that every time I see, somebody in uniform, I walk up and I say, thank you for your service. I buy them a coffee or a beer, you know, whatever it is. It started out truly that simply, making a cognizant decision to say, I'm going to acknowledge these people, first step. Second step was, okay, how do I go from acknowledgement to making an impact um, on a broader scale? Because I think you truly impact the individual when you say to them, thank you. You know, like you tell me all the time, man, I love you. That's powerful stuff when someone receives that kind of a message. But now how do we take it and we, we affect that, that sort of message on a broader scale to the masses? And, and that's what I looked at next. So I got involved with some organizations, um, first just volunteering and then becoming part of the board of directors. Um, one is the A-Hero Foundation, which – uh, was founded by my buddy who just got uh, selected for major, uh, Lee Stuckey, who's active duty, amazing kid. You know, he, he struggled with PTSD and, and uh, TBI, got blown up in Afghanistan, literally was on the verge of, of committing suicide, you know, had the gun in his mouth and the phone rang as he was squeezing the trigger and wow. he said, Mama, and he broke down crying. And, and you know, he went home and spent time with, with not just his family, but, but veterans from Vietnam, veterans from World War II, and, and, and they nurtured him, and they brought him back around. He spent time outdoors, and so he thought about this, and he said, man, I, I think that this is applicable if we could recreate this, you know, for, for the, the veterans who are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and, and all the other places where, our, where our, our guys are at, guys and gals are at. So that's how a hero was born, and, and he said, Lex, I need help. And I said, brother, I'm here. So, you know, it started out with me taking through the agency side with the fighters I represent, you know, creating these unique opportunities to put veterans in a fun environment, um, you know, like going to a UFC fight and getting to meet a UFC star. We did that quite a few times, a lot of success. Guys had some great experiences. And then when I took over Titan, I said, you know what, man, we're going to organizationally make a commitment to the military. And, and my partners agreed and, you know, afforded me this, this wonderful platform to, A, tell stories uh, about and raise awareness for 
you know, organizations like Eight Hero, organizations like South, Special Operations Wounded Warriors, um, you know, the Sean Bach Foundation, which is another, you know, uh, organization that I'm on the board of directors for. And so we raise awareness, we tell the stories, but what we also do is I brought in at this juncture to Titan events maybe close to 1,000 veterans or active duty military to our events where we comp them, we get them great passes, they get to meet the fighters, you know, bring them into the truck so they see what a, you know, an $18 million television truck is like and, and what it takes to produce a, a live sporting event. Um, and then we also do something called Train the Troops MMA where we'll take some of our top top athletes and we'll go on to uh, the bases. You know, we did it at Bragg with the 82nd Airborne. You know, we trained a couple hundred troops, uh, you know, for a four-hour you know, training block. Amazing experience. Then they got a meet and greet. And we impacted them, you know. We, we made a difference for those those soldiers that day, and hopefully they carried it forward. Um, but the, the goal for me is, is is to leverage this amazing platform that I have being on, you know, first CBS Sports and, and now UFC Fight Pass and being able to tell the story about veterans and veteran issues because it reaches – millions of people when we do that. And that's the gift I've been given and, and I'm 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 using and leveraging every every asset I can get. Every fighter that I work with I said, Hey brother, I need you to help. And they, they do it willingly. That's awesome. You, you Lex, you're the man, brother. I, I can't I can't thank you enough just one for being my friend, but also for being the type of man that you are um, you know, folks, go check out A Hero, go check out Sal, Special Operations Wounded Warrior, and especially go and support Titan FC and, and the next fights they got coming up. Go to their website, check them out, and, and, and follow Lex McMahon on Instagram and, 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 and Twitter because I'll tell you what, and on Facebook, he's a good man, and he's doing great things, and he needs our support. So, oh, and one last thing I want to tell you, I got this ugly-looking frog from Australia sitting in front of me right now, bud. Uh, on this show to give me inspiration in what I do, bud. So I just want to tell you that, and I love you, brother. Have a great day. Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on, Rod. And uh, I'm glad you got the battle frog. You got it. You got it. Out. All right. So th- that was Lex McMahon. Now, next, we're gonna bring on we're gonna bring on two guys that I'm gonna introduce you first to, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls. All right. The first guy is 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 Joe, and Joe. Joe and I go way back. We went through buds together. Uh, we were in our first platoon together. Joe introduced me to contracting and saved my life at a particular time where I needed saving. Um, and and now Joe lives south of me down in, in Miami. And and you know the guy. Every time that I get in a bunch, uh, I go down. I spend a little time with Joe out on the water because he is a true a true watersman. I mean, when you hear about watersmen from Hawaii, they ain't got nothing on my buddy Joe. Um, and, and, and he's doing something amazing called the Veterans Sailing Association now, and we'll get into that here in a second. And the other guy I want to introduce you all to just came on is I want you to introduce you to John Beltran. And John and I have a special relationship in this world, and and he's a, a Navy SEAL, a Purple Heart winner, a combat veteran, um, and just an amazing human being. And I'm, we're going to get into the, how these two guys know each other. So, gents, are you there? We're here, Dave. Right. Good morning. Right here. Morning. Awesome. You guys are fantastic. Thanks for being on. So so we're gonna just jump right into this. And I'm gonna start out with you, Joe. All right. So, you know, I give give everybody, our listeners, a little bit of background on how you went from being, you know, a SEAL, a contractor, doing all these things all over the world to all of a sudden wanting to start the Veteran Sailing Association. Well, Dave, it's it's relatively simple. I was turned on to it by a former SEAL, retired himself, who had a 65-foot Irwin sailboat and stepped on board, and I was mesmerized. <laughs> Reader's Digest version, I, uh, I had a vessel come to me through the powers that are, and uh, 41-foot Morgan Out Island, and... Uh, Jumped into it head first and uh, never looked back, Dave. It's It's been an amazing journey, uh, beginning with sailing, maintenance, and uh, 
cruising the islands. Now, what, one of the things everybody needs to know about Joe is Joe is those that guy in the teams that when when my kit might have been – because I was an FNG. I was a blanking new guy with Joe, right? And, and anytime my kit was a little off or my my you know my weapon sling wasn't tight when I was shooting because Joe was a sniper, and anytime Joe would smack me in the head straight out or or, or drop the hammer on me verbally because he that's the kind of guy he is. He pays attention to details in such an amazing way it's not even funny. Now the the kicker to this is the details you know in in this particular environment that he specializes. He allows you to experience the details of the ocean and the beauty of the sky and the and the amazing of being underwater. And and Joe, what is it about those environments that that creates such a powerful link to human beings? Well, Dave, it's it's real simple. The world is, for the most part, water. We're water. Uh, the sun and moon, gravitational tides, all of that encompasses energy and there's nothing like being moored out on a island down here in the florida keys or the bahamas and having a cup of coffee and seeing that crystal clear water or that beautiful sunset or or a dolphin swimming right by your boat and and that energy is what helps heal us no matter what what our background is what walk of life we come from especially our veterans uh, there's nothing like it. It's priceless, and uh, it takes a special gift and an understanding of this environment to truly morph into it and show others the way, uh, the path, so to speak, of obtaining this healing energy. Well, that, that, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's amazing, and that's what needs to happen. That's this process that we all need as we go through this transition you know, to that healing point. Now, now I'm going to bring John on now. And, and, and as I told a little bit of background, John and I have, we served together uh, with SEAL Team 1 in Afghanistan in 2002. And I, I just want to say, you know, John, it's, you know, just like I know I struggled with that transition after, you know, getting out and, and, and you know, you've had a little bit of trouble too. And, and, you know, what do you think it is that is so difficult about the transition going from active duty SEAL team to being a civilian? Uh, first of all, good morning, Dave. I uh, appreciate the, uh, the opportunity here to uh, tell the story. But, yeah, I think uh, the main thing uh, for us is getting out and having that lifestyle of uh, full adrenaline and be able to take, you know, 110% every day out to, uh, you know, do a good deed, uh, go out, uh, support your buddies, train, whether it be on deployment or whatever the case. But uh, having that lifestyle, that camaraderie, and, uh, you know, that, that will that everybody has in the teams, to getting out into to civilian life and having to find that, that niche or that special group of guys, no matter what it's in, contracting, uh, the business world, law enforcement, whatever, it's just, you know, you get to find that 10% that, you had in the teams. So I think that's the most uh, biggest thing I struggled with. And I know a lot of other guys to um, just find that camaraderie again. And, and, you know, guys to talk to and guys to hang out with guys to share stories with uh, families to hang out with together. So I think that was probably the biggest uh, issue I had getting out. For me, it was too. I mean, I, you know, I, I remember I got out, you know, we'd finished that, that summer overseas, you know, we we caught back. I went back, and next thing I, you know, I was back in training, and you know, uh, all of a sudden, because I, I was young and frustrated and dumb, I punched down. I'd gotten engaged, and next thing I was home, I was living at home by myself, where, you know, with my fiance in the same town, and and we, you know, I was living with my parents. I was ten thousand dollars in debt, and I, and I remember I was I was lost. I, I didn't have that direction or definition. And, and 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 thank God, you know, for for Captain Joe, for old Chochi, you know, he he called me up about a year after that, and 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 you know, I'll never forget. Joe was like, "Hey, Rut, let's go, buddy. You know, I need you. We're going over to Azerbaijan." And I was like, "All right, I don't care where we're going. Just get me out of here." And I and it was that camaraderie that brought me back. Right? It was that connection to a person who understands. Who, who who can connect with you on on another level, right? And and understands that that just the just a, a conversation in a good place can help tons. Now now John, how did you hook up with with Joe? Uh, 
So, I actually, it was kind of ironic because I was trying to help a buddy find, uh, find a position. I mean, I had known who Joe was uh, through a lot of people and uh, just by way of the teams. But uh, I think last year sometime, I was trying to help a buddy fill a, uh, a spot for, I guess, a security detail down in Miami. And uh, I got him his number from another team guy. And so we called him and started talking pretty much like, you know, I had known him since I'd been at teams, even though we had really just had a first, you know, real conversation. And it just kind of went from there. Uh, started talking, started talking about everything, teams, uh, contracting, and, and what, what Joe's doing. And I started telling him a little about what I was doing and what I had done, you know, before trying to start a, a vet, uh, a different vet company. But, yeah, I mean, it just, everything seemed to click together, you know, 100% synergy there. Well, that, that's great, and and you know it's funny how that works, and 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 I've had this experience on a bunch of different places where you just run in, you see that person who's carrying themselves as a vet, and you know you know in our it's in our world it's 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 called the SOL right, the standard operator look, and and you go up to them, you strike up a conversation, and and next thing you know, you you find some commonalities and some common ground, and and ultimately you can create new friendships and. And so that I like to think of it as that that camaraderie is not that far away from us at any one time, but it just takes coming out of your shell a little bit. It takes that little bit of taking of a risk to to engage with somebody that you might not know or you just know of or something like that to find that great, you know, to reignite that camaraderie. Now, Joe, one of the things that, you know, when you talk about the Veteran Sailing Association, why don't you give us – uh, give our listeners a better scope of the type of services that you'll provide to the vet, the vet and their family, the vet and their spouse when they get on board with you. Sure, Dave. Well, in a nutshell, the ultimate waterborne experience. Uh, I'm an, yeah, phenomenal, man. I mean, I'm an ASA sailing instructor, a Patty Master instructor. I hold a 100-ton U.S. Coast Guard captain's license. I have a 41-foot Morgan Out Island sailboat, and we have a professional dive boat, a 30-foot island hopper, geared for veterans that are also disabled uh, with significant disabilities. We do sailing charters, which include, obviously, sailing, cookouts. I usually uh, throw a day in of diving and spearfishing, so we cook our catch. We also do ASA sailing instruction, which is a separate program, and also PADI certification uh, scuba diving instruction, which is also uh, separate, but it's all encompassing in our program. The charters themselves, Dave, as you know, you've been out on one. Uh, it's complete mind, body, and soul. It's it's the ultimate relaxation and waterborne experience. It really is, and and it's tough to it's you know unless you've unless you've experienced it in 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 you know, in a place like, like the Keys or the Bahamas or, or you know, someplace magical where the water is as pristine as it is, you know, it's difficult to understand that transformation that can happen. And I know, you know, and I, I, I referenced this a little bit, when I, when, you know, when I get in knots and I feel, you know, emotionally a little bit distraught because it ain't easy running a business. It ain't easy starting from scratch. It ain't easy doing, you know, the stuff. When I get like that, I, I go down and I spend some time with Joe. And and the amazing thing about Joe is is he's got a perception that most vets don't have. And, and, and that is, you know, he's got a great patience about him. He's got a great ability to listen. And I, I know, uh, you, we had talked a little bit about you're actually in the process of going out and getting some counseling certificates too, aren't you? Working on it, Dave. Yep, working on it with the VA and uh, getting uh, getting my certs in order so that I have a better understanding, um, of course, of guys and their dilemmas. And uh, I mean, it. Look, it's when you've got a frog man or you've got a, a vet who's obviously understood what's happened out there. It makes life easier. It's really difficult to talk to people that don't understand. And regardless of the the uh, diplomas that hang on the wall, there's nothing like true boots on the ground and, and guys understanding it. And you morph that into sailing and diving and relaxing on the hook. And, brother, you can't beat it. Now, 
Not at all. And I, and I know for me, and I, and I just talked to the, the, the senior commander over at SOCOM recently about that stigmatism that we're talking about. And, and it's, and, and, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there that provide good services and, you know, good ex- outdoor experiential education like you're providing and all that. But they simply lack the ability to connect. And it's that connection, it's that camaraderie that, John, you talked about that allows you to overcome that hurdle, to have real open conversations about the experiences and about under, beginning to understand a pathway of, of how you can process certain things in ways that, that don't, you know, that don't tear you apart on the inside for the rest of your life, that you, you can come to, a, uh, you know, some type of, of, of place of peace in that. And, and that's cool. So, you know, John, as you, as you get prepared, and, and, and so everybody knows that what we're doing right now is, is we're out there and, and we're trying to uh, raise some money for John Beltran's experience to go on uh, this, this, tri- this trip with the Veteran Sailing Association. And, um, and to go with his wife, to go down and experience this, to, to really kind of, you know, come through to uh, understand each other in a better way, understand themselves. So, you know, John, what do you hope to gain, and what do you think is going to happen by going and participating in this? Well, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say real quick, uh, you know, the full circle here, just uh, all three of us here uh, kind of com- talking about this and being part of this, uh, like, for the listeners out there, Dave actually saved my life literally in 2002. So it, uh, you know, it, it means a lot that we're here talking about this and just the steps and going through uh, becoming a part of this Vet Sail Association. Um, but I'm hoping. So I was wounded. You know, I still have a lot of trouble with my leg. Uh, you know, shot uh, through the femur, and it. it, uh, it I mean, just this week here in Virginia, it's super cold, and it's just one of these things that's struggling, uh, not just physically, but emotionally and gets me down and just because you can't do the things you used to. Um, so what I'm hoping to get out of this is, is one, to, to raise awareness for, for other guys, you know, to, you know, to let them know that, you know, no matter how bad they're wounded or whether it's uh, emotional, physically, whatever, that there's something that can come, you know, positive out of, any experience they do, especially something like this, being with another uh, vet. Um, I'm really hoping just to, again, connect uh, on a whole different level with uh, another team guy, being Joe, and being able to explore some options in myself and overcome some obstacles that I haven't been able to do in a while. Um, You know, furthermore, just to become an advocate for this as well afterwards. So, you know, that doesn't just stop with me. I, I would further this experience and go out and you know, help recruit for this and help just be a voice of reason. Um, my brother and I, actually, who's a uh, East Coast team guy, we we you know we tried to start a business last year and we're in the process of helping vets in a, for small business stuff, but that kind of fell short. But our, our quest, you know, to go and and raise awareness and just help vets out in their struggles is, is 100% on my, uh, you know, to-do list here in life. So I'm hoping just to get a good experience out of this that, again, doesn't just stop with me and my family, but able to, you know, convey that to the rest of the community, whether it be special operations or whatever. Well, I, I love that, man. And that you couldn't have put it more succinctly, too. And, and John, I, you know, you, brother, I love you so much. It's not even funny, man. You know, that moment was a pivotal moment in my life as well, too. And I appreciate you, you bringing that up. Um, and, and, you know, the cool thing that I love about this is, is you know, we talk about it, you're actually bringing your wife with you. You know, and, and a lot of times we forget that the, the significant others in our lives, our wives, our children, you know, they, they suffer through our experiences as well, too. And it just really makes me happy that, you know, you're going to embark on this, this experience with, with Captain Joe, and you're bringing your wife. Is she excited? She is, but she's not much of a water person, so <laughs> she's having to do a lot of uh, psychological talks for her and uh, show her pictures. And <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the one time we were in the Hawaii, she was, she was yelling at me on the back of a, a CD because I was, she I was going too fast. So, so hopefully this uh, – 
Well, I, t- I tell you what, I, if she's listening right now, I-, I promise you this experience is one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have in your life. Uh, the-, the services that Joe provides are, are top-notch. They're literally his-, 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 his ability to navigate not only the waters in and out of the waters, but also to navigate uh, and help people navigate their own emotions, to navigate great conversation, to find great peace out on that water and put things into perspective is, is bar none uh, some of the best that I've ever experienced in my life. So, so Joe, you know, how do people find the Veteran Sailing Association? How do they get in contact with you? And, you know, how do they support John in, in his quest uh, to, to experience this? Simple, David. VeteranSailing.com. We're on the web, we're on Facebook, Florida Keys, VeteranSailing.com. We've got a GoFundMe fund tab for John. His entire bio's on there. People can obviously read his entire bio, written by John himself. Uh, My bio, they can take a look at our ship, what we have, what we do, incredible pictures from the Florida Keys and the Bahamas, where I spend a lot of time, and... Uh, picture's worth a thousand words, Dave. They're gonna they're gonna take a look at this, and it's captivating. It's incredible. And I want to emphasize the point too. John was mentioning a lot of times spouses are unsure. We tailor this program, Dave, to the person's tempo. If they want to just take a nice, easy cruise on the base side of the Keys, which is max depth six seven feet, i.e., no waves. Easy day. We go into the Everglades. We sail in and out. We moor. It's incredible tranquility. If they want to notch it up a gear, hey, we can go Oceanside. We do the full gamut A to Z, a top-tier production, brother. Well, I appreciate you, Joe. And, and you know, I love you too, buddy. And, and I'm I'm really looking forward to, to hearing more about the experience that you guys have together. I'll have you guys back on uh, when you, when you guys are, are, are through with it. And hopefully I'll get to come down and maybe get uh spend a little dinner with you maybe one night when you, when you go down and do it. Um, John, you know, what are you doing now? And, you know, after you experience this, what are you, what are you doing in your life? And, and, and what are the things and, and how can people find you and, and, and help support you? So, uh, currently my, my brother and I, uh, we, we, uh, we just started an ammunition company called a TFZ task force zombie. So Love it. we, uh, Love we basically it. took a, a, a fun, you know, a fun aspect, uh, fictional, you know, fantasy zombies, and, and made it into a real uh, ammunition company with, with, you know, the team guy aspect. Right. Um, so obviously building that up, and um, you know, the goal for that is to eventually start giving back and you know, helping support the community however, however we can. Um, but you know, it's obviously first things first. Awesome. Um, and you know, as much as possible, just get linked with uh, Joe here. You know, on a just parallel uh, level, and keep trucking on with this. You know, perfect. Have support, but um, yeah, I mean that's what I'm doing now, and um, just finishing up some other things as as far as uh, some, some business stuff goes. But uh, yeah, I mean my uh, it's my the email address or whatever the website's www.tf dash z dot com so i mean check that out but uh yeah mainly this is obviously to uh you know give awareness to to the veteran sailing association so uh you know my bio's on there as joe mentioned and uh yeah hopefully again this we, we can just further this awesome well, gentlemen you know thanks brothers i i, I just uh, love you guys so much i appreciate you good luck with the trip um we're gonna keep uh uh, promoting you guys on all of Team Frog Logic stuff. So, uh, y- you know, guys, thanks and God bless you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Awesome. Great hearing from you, Dave. Johnny, we'll see you down here in the Keys, brother. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it. You got it. Bye bye, guys. So long, bro. All right. So, so there you have it right there. That's vets helping vets right there. I mean, that's the, that's the essence of what we're talking about on the show. I mean, you talked about Lex coming from a position of, of being in, in, you know, in Somalia all the way to where he's now giving back. I mean, it's the foundation of, of, of how he lives his life. The same is true with Joe, right? Joe, 
and, and the fact that he's experienced all these things, but the one thing that's given him the greatest pleasure in life, which is the water, right, and, and where we come from and, and just the beauty of it. Now he wants to share that and his life's work with other veterans, and he's starting with a teammate. And and it's kind of remarkable, and this was not planned. It's coincidental. He's sharing it with a guy that I have a really special bond with in this life, with John Beltran, who who is telling you, man, you know, you every some days are good and some days are hard, but you stay in the fight, you know. But everybody can use a little help. Everybody needs a little help. So one of the things that I did is I, I on today I. On, I reached out and I and on my Facebook pages I I asked you know hey what are the veterans charities that you're aware of and, and what are they helping right so some of the ones that I got out there here we go I got I got one from HP I got LZ Grace now LZ Grace is a phenomenal charity ladies and gentlemen started by Lynn Bukowski Lynn's husband was a former Navy, is a Navy SEAL who passed away, and she has this beautiful retreat up north. Uh, and I'm telling you, please check out LZ Grace. I, I love, I love what Lynn does. I'm a huge supporter of her, so check it out. Another friend of mine, Craig Spodak, he writes out, he goes out a uh, Freedom Day USA. Uh, and if you were to go to uh, Craig Spodek, is, is runs a wonderful dental clinic down here in, in South Florida. And if you were to check out his website, I'm sure it would direct you to Freedom Day USA. So Mama Dietz, Mama Cindy Mar- Dietz Marsh, she, she comments that LZ Grace is awesome. The Lone Survivor Foundation, which I am, a, I participate with them and help raise uh, awareness and money for them as well too. Uh, the Navy Seal Foundation, right? And those uh, that start uh, support gold, gold Star families. My buddy Ryan Weaver, great country music singer and star. He says the Journey Home Project. I love that. I support that one. That's Mr. Charlie Daniels. Uh, Honor and Heroes uh, from my buddy Jerry. Jeremy, Honor and Heroes in South Carolina. Um, here you go. Uh, PJ, my firefighting buddy, says, David, uh, there's many out there, but in here in New York, it's uh, New York firefighters do our best to help every vet we can. So thank you and stay safe. And I appreciate that, PJ. I know you're serious. So Jay Hunter writes in and says, the Navy SEALs fund which is a fund that's out there, a great one. 100% of those who uh, money goes who needs it. Um, and, you know, uh, there's another uh, visiting. Edna says the visiting angels are good. Listen, there there are great organizations, really, just a, a tremendous amount. And the key is for you to go out, reach out, and find the ones that you connect with, right? Find the ones that get you. If you have a friend that has used them or a friend that needs help and or a friend that's working for one, take a minute over these holidays, I beg you, and just ask, what does your charity do? And what do you support? And, and if it moves you, if it gets in your heart, then reach out and start helping. For me, it's the Veteran Sailing Association. It's Special Operation Wounded Warriors, right? It's the Lone Survivor Foundation. But, you know, I want you to check these out because these people are doing great work. It's veterans helping veterans. And that's an important concept in in this world that, you know, with with the VA system struggling the way it is and a lot of other challenges out there we're facing, you know, it's it's amazing that veterans need to – it's truly a blessing and a miracle when veterans are supporting other veterans. All right, before I get off the air, I want to thank Joe and Lex, and I want to thank all the people in my life that helped me through the tough times, most in particular my wife, the Admiral, my two children, my family, uh, and Joe. I mean, Joe, buddy, you were there in in, in one of the roughest times of my whole life, and I appreciate it. If, If you haven't found a place and you're a vet and you're struggling, or if you're just struggling yourself, please check out my, you know, check out my new live events uh, and come to this thing, and and I'm telling you, the, the the you know this idea of 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 what Frog Logic is is all designed to help people in the combat of life. It's to help them defeat that negative insurgency that is pummeling, that's keeping you down. That's why I teach people to embrace their fear first, then to forge their self confidence, then to live a team life, and then to ultimately find that purpose. Because it's the purpose in our lives that gives us momentum. It's the purpose in our lives that helps us feel meaningful and, and a part of something. It's the purpose in our lives that drives us to serve the greater good, to reach out and to help other people when they need help. All right, so that's the end of the show. Uh, don't ever forget, I'm your new swim buddy. Let's get motivated. Out.